trying to think if I've got any chitty chitty chat chat. I had a lot of um online shopping arrive this week and I bought I bought what I think is known as like a rabbit bra. Oh, okay. I really didn't know where we were going with that, but all right. I wouldn't announce it on the podcast. (laughs) Where they're like little dig, they're sticky circles, but they've got like tabs at the top that are sort of shaped like rabbit ears. Have you tried it? I have. And And has it worked? Absolutely. No, I didn't think it would have worked. (laughs) No, but there were people in the advert who Who were bigger boobies. Big breasted ladies, but. Maybe I need to play around with it and do it. Because I think the I was... whole, isn't the concept that you essentially, with your, your rabbit ear, you kind of stick that to the top of your breast tissue, like almost on your chest, and that gives yes. you the lift? Well, Ooh. exactly. You sort of put the boob bit on, and then you like hoik it up, and then stick the ears down, and then... But it just end up with like a wrinkly paper bag effect <laughs> where the boob just gathers. I was thinking because when I get married, like I'm going to have to sort out some sort of bra situation. And I thought I could get away with not wearing one if I could just have a bit more like lift. Yeah. But honestly, I, I had a go at it and I was just walking around the house yesterday with the one and I was like, it doesn't happen very often when you make yourself sincerely laugh when you're alone. I was, I was howling. I was howling with laughter. My God, amazing. At these fucking things. I, it just looks like... Crinkly tit. Yeah, but also, like, because it's sort of, like... <laughs> like it, it, uh, Aldi's cashier and throwing your tits <laughs> in the bag at the end. It, <laughs> <laughs> but it lifted the bits it was stuck to. But then either side, <laughs> oh, no. they just sort of stayed where they were. So it was like a sort of sad blobfish. Amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing. And I just, I just got the absolute giggles. And also, the fucking paint. They don't stick enough to be reliable, but they stick enough to, to her. fucking cave oh. like a bastard. Oh. As you kill them off your nips. Yeah, I can grooves. imagine. I'm trying to think if I haven't had anything interesting. Oh, I did have a proper menage a trois this week at work. Well, not a proper uh, one. That's definitely mis-selling. Well, f- you have a go at me about the rabbit and then you casually... Yeah, no, okay. It's because yeah, I was calling it. Them in the coffee room. <laughs> 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 well, it's because I kept Steel's calling it a menage a trois. Do you, yeah. Yeah, do you work at Steel's Pots and Pots? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Bill oh, the okay, H well. guy from HR was there. We had a whale of a fucking You're time. You're such a Belinda. Um, no, I went to lunch this week. It was very sort of... Um, unexpected but I definitely enjoyed the just ridiculousness of the situation with do you remember I told you I used to date a guy that I work with uh, I'm nodding I like have. I know like, yeah off you pop yeah <laughs> Danny knows what's up mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well I dated a guy that I used to work with it, it turned into nothing but we dated for a couple of months so we didn't sleep together or anything so you know it's not the, that line wasn't crossed at least okay and we're still like friendly and he was in the office on thursday but so was fit greek who is the fantasy boy he's greek I sorry what did you tell. call him fit greek fit fit greek fit greek fit oh greek. i think fit oh i thought you said <laughs> thick rick <laughs> <laughs> no, that was his, another guy I dated. Yeah, oh, Thick Rick. Rick. 
He's got them dummy thighs, like, bam. No, um, Fit Greek, who me and my friends lovingly have dubbed him, he's an absolute fantasy, as insofar as he's a beautiful person. We could never be together. We'd never make each other happy. But he sits directly opposite me, and it's a wonderful view. I was going out for lunch with IT guy, the guy that I dated, and Thick Rick literally chased after us and was like, I'll come to lunch with you guys. And I was just stood there like... Well, this is a sandwich I definitely want to be the filling of. Um, (laughs) And it was quite awkward because literally instantaneously I nearly fell completely over in the middle of the street apropos of nothing. Didn't trip over or anything. Just, you know, when your ankle just stops holding you up. Yeah, it happens to me very frequently. It happened to me on (gasps) Thursday. Okay. Me, thick Rick, an IT guy, and I just stood there and my ankle just stopped working and I just started to Did fall. any of them swoop in gentlemanly like a hero? No, because the noise that came out of me was not feminine. <laughs> was it a fart? No, it was like, you know some women, like, they can be very um, tidy when they fall or make a surprise noise. They'll give it like a, oh, like a, oh no, type of thing. I okay. fully went, like, as I started to go. <laughs> and then like stopped Fair. myself from falling. So no, I didn't I didn't, you know, put myself out there in the best sight. But anyway, that was my week this week. Oh my god, are we gonna have a chitty chitty chat chat that comes in under tw- ten minutes? Yeah. I think that's a, a very real possibility. Um, it's been a quiet fucking week. Welcome to Misery Loves Company. <laughs> Ridiculous. The podcast dedicated, I forgot it was me, the podcast dedicated to those moments in life so tragic, embarrassing, pathetic and frustrating that the only solace is that they do make a good story. We are your hosts, Chardon And Freuder. And we have a guest returning to us today, the incomparable Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is here. Yeah, I, I, I recovered from my first. Yeah, as I say, I'm amazed to see you back, Danny. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm, I'm very grateful for your return. Yeah, it's, um, it's incredible because you have had so many stories about people shitting themselves. And, <laughs> and you've just I'm been not like, I... oh, I'm so sorry. And yet when I'm like, oh, yeah, I tried to make better to come back, you're like, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, it doesn't matter what people have said. Um, uh, Freud's judgment has never been quite so potent as the day we were changing. I honestly cannot tell you why I took such umbrage to that story. I I think think there's some things you just can't relate to. I think that's that's exactly what it is. It's a situation you wouldn't find yourself. Yeah, shat myself many a times. Understand that. (laughs) You know, put the wrong penis inside of me. Experienced it. Have I shat myself? I mean, have I shat myself? Probably. <laughs> Have I, I waited twelve hours to get a, a side glance of a of a celebrity? No, and then gone back but the next day with cookies. I think I should have brought a buzzer or something. Every time I feel like you're being too judgy, I should press my buzzer. <laughs> well, I mean, we can always more... just mute me in the recording. What? 
yeah, but that's decided. I did delete a lot of your judgment in the last <laughs> to try and make it more palatable. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't want Danny to revisit this trauma. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. I'm very point. pleased that you are back, and I look I forward Thank to whatever you delights you've brought us this time. <laughs> It is delightful to have you back, Danny. Thank you for joining us Thank again. Thank you for having me. I um, I was. I'll, I'll start with just a fun fact because okay. I've got a couple of. <laughs> I've got a story for you. That happens. are we not going to start off with a question round? I enjoyed that last. Uh, time. There will be a question round. Oh Perfect. my god! I forgot Exciting. about that. There yes. is um. Yeah. I we were you were talking about a couple of episodes ago. You were talking about I think the Disney Plus show Loki. And you're probably. talking about Tom Hiddleston. Yes, and probably. I I can't believe that I forgot because I we on my episode we talked about when I saw Tom Hiddleston and Coriolanus. Mm-hmm. But when I was 18 years old, um, I wrote a letter to Tom Hiddleston. You fucking didn't. <laughs> you fucking didn't. My God, and, what a present! Tell uh, me more. And I invited him to my year 13 prom. <laughs> Oh, Danny! Now, oh, my Danny! Now, in the sto- in the letter I wrote, now I'm going to ask this, Tom, and it, you're going to say no, but I have two reasons why. One, if you don't ask, you don't get. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots. You exactly. Manifest the the life you wish to lead. 100%. Wow. And two. Yeah. You only live once. So, if nothing else, it will make a fun story. <laughs> I like the idea of Tom being like, yes, I agree, you do only live once. And for that reason, I'm not going to spend any of my precious hours on this earth with you. you, you for sure, problem. for sure. Very valid. Oh. I got a signed headshot back, so that was nice. Did you actually? Oh, that's the winner. Congratulations. Um, but this the story that I have today takes place around the same time. I was I was at the young age of seventeen, so we're talking nine years ago. Also peak embarrassment time. Yes, for sure. So um I'll I'll set the scene and then we're gonna have a round You fucking set that scene. And we're going to have a round of Guess the Celebrity, okay? Oh, I love it. Okay, so we were on a drama trip. Of course. Uh, It was us and the Year 12 drama uh, class. Uh, And all of the Year 12s were just slags. But that's fine, you know, more powerful. (laughs) Um, We stand. um, And we we went to the National Theatre. It was an evening performance. So we'd all left school. We'd all gone on the train up to London. It was all very exciting for Oh, exciting. Get your travel cards. It was a... It was the premiere of a play called Port. The play doesn't matter. It was shit. But you get the idea. It was the opening night. Okay. So very buzzy. Yeah. So there were people there. And we're like... People with a capital P. So... I was sitting there with my mates. It was in the interval. And some of the year 12s come and sat behind us and they were hyped. And I was like, are you guys okay? Like, what's, what's going on? And one of them turns to me and she says, you, you'll never guess what just happened. My God, what just happened? Well, that's where we're going to play Guess the Celebrity. Yes! Ooh, is there a theme tune? Um, guess the Celebrity... 
I'm gonna humiliate myself again. Um, so I'm taking that as a no, then. No, I'm not. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was... That was like someone... Polish. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Do we have any clues? Um, okay, so... Uh, it was a he, of course. Okay. Okay. It's probably going to be a, a probably slightly harder to guess than Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, okay. okay. Martin Freeman. No. Okay. <laughs> Literally, no. like the same level of person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was worth a stab. You never know. <clears throat> worth a stab, Martin Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, that something. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's. It's almost patronising now. <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. Go on. Okay. I'm trying to think what clues I can give you. Um, TV show famous at the time. Okay. And what year was this, remind me? Twenty. It was either 2012 or 2013. Okay, thank you. So we have Human Man. Yes. On TV. Yes. Mr. Human Man. <laughs> Mr. You... It was Mr. Human Man, as well as Martin. Do we know of their sexuality? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he's straight. I'm not sure that it's been publicised. It's is not it Ian Aiden McKellen. Turner? Is it Aidan Turner? No! Dang it! I thought Poldark, right? That was a, yeah, that's a fun guess Poldark though. I, you've, you've dashed mine because I was thinking Mark Gatiss. Mm. No, not Mark Gatiss. Someone, someone younger than Mark Gatiss. You're gonna to have to give us another clue. Yeah. A genre, a genre, or a co-star. Or a TV think, think of very famous English TV shows. Idris Elba. Okay, younger than Mark Gatiss. Let's go for <laughs> you, Bonneville. Twenty thirteen. Yes. Nicholas Holt. <laughs> no, that's just your your dream. I'm not. Jordan. <laughs> I know how you feel about Nicholas Holt. I, I, I don't have that many strong feelings about Nicholas Holt. What is um, it a serial? Is it still going? Um, yes, it's not airing at the moment though. Is it Martin Compton? No. Who's that? Line of Duty, the little Cockney fella. Oh fuck it! As if, as if in 2013, a bunch of 17 year olds are going to be losing their shit over Martin. I Compton. don't fucking know, do I? <laughs> think, think of arguably the most famous English TV program. David Tennant. Matt Smith. Yes. Yes. Ah! Okay. 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 I mean, so, you kind of said sci-fi. Yeah, but that's, that was going to be too easy, I think. No, yeah. I mean, it is, yeah, arguably, though. Yeah. Well, probably. can you at least just cut out all of our bad guesses to make us... No, absolutely not. not. <laughs> no, it's integral to the story. It's not, but it is funny. Um, so, <laughs> thanks. I turn to the year 12 behind me and I'm like, yes, what's going on? And they go, we just met Doctor Who. And I was like... Immediately, something in my primal brain has peaked. Well, it would. And yeah. I was like, what? Were you sniffing like, them yeah. out at that point? Quick question, just for a, a scene setting. Yes. Were you normal clothes or uniform? Normal clothes. We didn't have to wear uniform. Okay, well, I just wanted to check how crazy you looked. No, That's I just, I mean, no, I didn't, ha- I didn't and don't have good fashion sense. So, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 I looked no, awful. I but... Yeah. 
I mean, if somebody if somebody told me Matt Smith was in the building now, I'd be like, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. If it was in 2013, at like the peak of peak of his Matt Smithiness, like You'd have been yeah, I, I would. I think my overriding question always will be with Matt Smith: Does he actually have eyebrows? Mm, for sure. So they go, um, yeah, we were in the bar, and firstly, I'm like, why were you in the bar? Because you guys are 17 years old. They could be buying a soft drink. I mean, if you knew the year 12 was in my year, you wouldn't be thinking that. But they were like, yeah, we just met him and we've got some pictures. And he was like, don't tell anyone that I'm here. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, we're going to go to the craziest person we can think of. So I turn to my friends and I say, we're, we're tracking him down. So are you back uh, in the auditorium? Yeah. You're in the auditorium. We're in the auditorium. The, okay. We're in the interval play starts again and um, I don't really give a shit about the play because it was not good it's just but, scanning um, the audience yeah. <laughs> I mean I was for that bit, chin I was like he's yeah. definitely in here somewhere I was I in like smell him I he's think here we feel him we were in like up the top like the balcony we were in the gods because you know it's a school play so and press night as well yeah. Jesus yeah um play finishes I go to my drama teacher look miss I'm really sorry. <laughs> you need to give me like five minutes just to go on a hunt. And she was like, fine. <laughs> like, there's no point arguing with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's going to Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're using third person and a verb for your name. That's, yeah. I love that. Um, so I turn to my friends and I'm like, okay, there's loads of people in this theatre. Where is where is Doctor Who going to be? And we were just thinking, we were like, is he going to be at the bar? No, he went to the bar already. He's probably going to be trying to leave. Uh, where else? And I was like, maybe he's at the coat check. And they were like, why would he be at the coat check? And I was like, we're going to try it. because that's Everyone wears coats, exactly. even famous people. <laughs> and we went there and he was fucking there. And I was like, no yes! Way! Amazing! Your spidey senses are on point. Like, I went into my fucking Sherlock mind palace because I was thinking about all the places where he could be. Nice little call back to Benedict there, just because yeah. yeah. they were left out. Yeah. And we were, so we pelted it through the National Theatre to the coat check. And I'm looking around, I'm looking around. And I, I stopped dead, and he's about 20 feet away. Oh my gosh. Within and touching distance. I, I turn. Like a fucking wolf after a rabbit, and he <laughs> he looks over and we oh, he felt the energy. He yeah. felt the and, and he's like, energy. It's, it's like that that meme with Ralph Wigger where he's like, I'm, I'm in, in danger. danger. <laughs> <laughs> and and he we looked at each other for a moment, and he looked at me, and I looked, and at, I looked him. at him, <laughs> and I knew. He didn't want this. <laughs> <laughs> and yet. But I was 17 and I was hyped up on just the thrill of my first real celebrity. And I was like, I was thinking, I was looking at him, I was thinking, this is going to happen, Mr. Doctor Who. Oh, no! <laughs> now, um, I was the most precocious one out of my friend group so I went over I strode over to him and his friends and oh I was no. like we get a menu with you please oh no and he was like yeah that's fine 
and I turned to one of his friends and I gave his friend my phone to take oh a picture. I bet that guy was probably also like yeah. a, an actor. Apparently he was there with other famous people. So oh I no. just did not recognise whoever oh this no. was. You had, you had tunnel vision. You had Is there anything more vision. upsetting than if you were like a decent actor, but not Matt Smith levels of famous, and being given a phone by a teenager oh, to take a picture. And uh, so we all, I was like, guys, quickly come over. I'm signalling my friends, like, come on, we've got him. <laughs> come over here. And um, he very, very kindly and very patiently put his arms around us and posed for a photo. Aww. And um, it, all of us just look sort of starstruck deer in the headlights. Like, he's doing a nice smile. We're all like, eh. Has the smile reached his eyes, though? Uh, I mean, it was actor, a, you know, it was a he picture can, he can on fake a it. 2013 BlackBerry phone. So the right. picture quality. <laughs> he's just. Bad. If you find it now, he's just one pixel. Exactly. <laughs> it could be anybody. And he was wearing this horrible hat and scarf combination. Probably to hide himself. Don't recognise him. Yeah. Um, oh, he was wearing a full masquerade mask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with feathers um, <laughs> and, a, and a Las Vegas showgirl headpiece. And, and like, I didn't know what else to say after we got a picture, so I was just like, thank you! And then I like, legged it. I, I didn't really know. I was like, I mean, I think at that point you did the right thing. Yeah, I was like, exit I mean, strategy, get out of there. If he's getting his coat, he wants to go. Yeah. Well, exactly. But um, also, it fa- I found out that uh, later that Russell Tovey was also there. You probably Russell gave Toby. him. You Toby probably knows. gave him the fucking camera. No, Russell Toby, I would have recognised because I'd been watching Being Human at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's um, why I thought he still might have been Adrian Wilson's face, Aiden Turner. Yeah. Oh, I would have recognised Aiden Turner. Come on. Blimey. He's a human as well. He's a beautiful human being. I I, I was thinking Russell Toby, but you said he was straight. Yeah, that's why I asked if he was straight. Well, I asked for sexuality. Anyway, I'm actually fairly. I'm I'm with you on your conduct there. I think you behaved admirably. I think you behaved like a 17 year old. Yeah. I. And then we all left, and I was like texting everyone that I knew, like, I'm going to go home. I mean, he clearly didn't want anyone to know that he was there, but I, I went. <laughs> well, shame on the saggy year twelves. For yeah, telling... they shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> it's like, I love the idea of being like, "Oh, hello! Please don't tell anyone else I'm here, so I can enjoy my evening." And then I'm <laughs> striding through the crowd like yeah. Terminator Vision. I did. Yeah. I did, and it's a slightly less humiliating story than my first one. So. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people probably have a similar story to that. Yes, like, definitely. More excusable, definitely. But then you miss, you literally, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So like when I saw Paul McCartney outside Charing Cross Station, I just stood there for 30 sure. seconds just watching him walk in the station, open mouth, like. It's fucking Paul McCartney! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've probably bogged at quite a few celebrities. Yeah. I remember I was in Chichester. I just had a job interview and the chef and I were at a Wagamama's. Lovely. And, uh, I mean, this isn't A-list level, but I'm a huge fan. And it was Reese Shearsmith, who is oh. in um, League of Gentlemen, yeah. Psychoville, Inside, Inside Number, Number Nine. Nine. Yeah, no, I did. 
Um, I adore him and I just think he's just so funny and great. And he was in a play at the Festival Theatre where <gasps> I just had a, a job interview, which I knew, but I wasn't making any plans to go and see it. And we're at Wagamum, as you know, you're, on, you're like sharing a bench and we sat down and it's just fucking Rich Smith, just like six feet away from us in the next little section. And I was going to the chef, I was going, I was texting him saying, oh, it's him. And he's not as big of a fan. So I was like, it's the Hello Dave guy. Like, Hello Dave. <laughs> And then the chef was just looking at me like I was, like I was weird, and I was sort of putting my finger up to my nose to do the sort of weird piggy <laughs> nose they have. I was like, "It's fucking that guy! It's that guy!" And he's like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "Well, obviously, it doesn't look like him now. <laughs> he's just in a fucking gelée eating some fucking stir fry, living yeah. his life." Um, but I got a big kick out of just like, "Oh yeah, I was just at Wagamama's next to Rishi Smith." But that if I'd cool. have said something, I'd have it would have just got weird. Yeah, yeah. I think if it was in a situation like that, if I was going to get up, I'd probably be like, on my way out, I'd just be like, oh, "Sorry, I just like to say I really like your work," and then just leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely, I get, I get that. I definitely do. Like um, my friend Bev texted me a few weeks ago saying that they were, I can't remember where they said they were, but they were in London, and Matthew McFadden just walked out of the suit shop. Oh my god! And I literally, like, I wasn't even there, but the osmosis of knowing that, like, a close friend of mine was in close proximity to me, I was like, what did you do? She was like, <laughs> obviously I did nothing, so we walked by, but like, see, she loves him from Pride and Prejudice. And oh yeah. Yeah. He loves him from Succession. I, I mean, like, we were discussing the other week, weren't we, that we find yeah. him the superior dancer. Superior dancer. I mean, you're wrong, but that's fine. All opinions are valid here in the sin bin. I think it's just because I don't like Kira Knightley. Well, that's fair. That's I don't fine. think she can act. I think my mum once described her as an ironing board with a face. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the bitch apart, mum. We do. I mean, actually, Mrs. DeVito, get her. As as time goes on, I realise that some of my dislike for Kira Knightley is like internalised misogyny. So I try and I try mm. and evaluate that as I get older. That's true. Um, that is true. But <laughs> well, I uh, like at least one shot where my face isn't bright turquoise. Oh, I shut know, the but fuck up. I know, but think about she the context. Like I know, I and it, oh, he was a better actor than her at seventeen. But you know why you I too- wasn't discovered? Because I wasn't thin. <laughs> because you were too busy running after <laughs> that's Matt Smith. Really. Yeah, because I got detained theater. in that police cell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to shove my face into Matt Smith's mouth. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. But I, I, lo- do- I quite like Kieran Knightley. I think she's... I just, she's- it was- I think she's she's a she seems like a nice person. I just I'm sure she is, and she's de- definitely done that thing now of like, I'm very rich. I only need to do the films I want to do. She exactly. could have kept. She could have carried on the trajectory and got like super stupid famous, and she's just yeah. sort of settled. And I, I respect that. It's a bit um, like Kerry Mulligan. Kerry Mulligan seems to have done that as well. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, I'd say she's more in the public eye. Yeah, um, but that's just because she's done a film more recently. Yeah. yeah. Saying that, me and uh, my mate Bernadette would sit in bed and watch Pride and Prejudice quite often when we were at uni. Yeah. And uh, and my mate, she did call her bonky eyes. There's just a moment where it's like she finds out that Mr. Darcy paid for her sister to get married. And um, and they're like, oh, it's Mr. Darcy, of course. And then the camera zooms in on her. 
And she's just, I mean, this doesn't translate to the podcast, but she's just like, she's got this sex doll face and her eyes are sort of zoning out, but they sort of go <laughs> off in opposite directions. And it's like, oh my Christ. I mean, uh, Danny DeVito and I do have a game we like to play, uh, which is, is she a good actress or is she just thin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who have you decided is not a good actress? Oh, I can't remember from over the years, but... It would be quite often, I'll, I'll be trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh, well, you know, they're okay. Yeah. And then Danny goes, no, they're not. She's just thin. <laughs> She's just thin. Yeah. And uh, on the flip side, there is, is he handsome or just tall? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which yeah, is one I fall for a lot. Okay, so I was watching Sex Education earlier today. Oh, me too. That was very spooky. Um, me too. Yeah, that was very, very high pitched. Uh, Ada, what's his name? Is it Ada Butterfield? I feel like yeah. that's his name, but it's Ada it's Butterfield. Asa. Asa, Asa Butterfield. Butterfield. No, he's not. He's cute. He's like adorable, like a Victorian waif. <laughs> like a Victorian baby doll. Yeah. But then, like... do you ever find, like, when you watch, I don't know if this is going to make it in this is really vomit, but <laughs> whenever will. I watched him, every time for a good five seconds, I just feel overwhelmingly sad because I just remember going in striped pajamas. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean that is one of those like, yeah, it's a sad film, but you know when you go into the film, no, it's going to be sad because like oh, it's set in the Holocaust and it's sort of an Oscar bait situation. Yeah, it's not going to be a, a romantic comedy, is it? And uh, but I mean, I did enjoy it, but I, his performance isn't a prevailing thing because all child actors are relatively interchangeable in my mind. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember if he was the soldier's boy or the. The Jewish boy. I've no memory of that. It's was he the boy he's... in the striped pajamas? No, he wasn't. Called the boy without the, the striped pajamas. I suppose all the boys have striped pajamas at one point or another, don't they? In the film. But it was but, um... more a case of you know, not necessarily that his performance was so overwhelmingly poignant, just because I remember he's very prominent because he's very distinguished looking, isn't he? Like he's difficult to forget. Yeah, I feel like I feel like. Freddie Highmore stole a lot of opportunities that could have gone to Ace Above. Who's <laughs> Freddie Highmore? He was in Finding Neverland and also in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, I didn't I didn't yeah. rate him in either. Okay. I know he's a kid, but you know. Is he the one that was in Love Actually? No, no. that is something somethingson who yeah. is uh in uh, Game of Thrones. No, 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 no. I remember I, I know he's Freddie Highmore. Wait, who was he in Game of Thrones? He was like Bran's friend. He helps oh, him over yeah. the wall. Oh, he yeah. was the ones living the other side. Of the <gasps> yes, he was, wasn't he? And he was in Queen's yeah. Gambit as well. It was like a character. Yeah. Who had sex. Yes, he was, and that was weird because he was sort of kind of like, a bit sexy. A, tra- a bit sexy in Queen's oh! Gambit, isn't it? Okay, yeah, but we've established that you've got a thing for men who look like they won't survive a harsh winter. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's either got to be Neanderthal man. Or like so it's Victorian either, orphan. It's either Torment from Game of Thrones, or mm. what's it? What's his face from Hound. Game of Thrones? I'm, I'm trying to think if there's a, a a waif-like boy in Game of Thrones. I don't think there is. There is Bran. Yeah, but that I fancy. Oh, yeah, I was sorry. Gonna there's plenty of fodder for waif-like boys in yes, but... Game of Thrones. They're all literal children, and I do draw the line somewhere. <laughs> I mean, Game of Thrones doesn't, though, does it? No, am I right? Where am I right, lads? I hate Game of Thrones. Am I right, lads? I hate it. Oh, do you know what? Since we're moaning about TV and film, yes. 
We, I mean, uh, Freud and I talked about having like a, a TV and film episode where we just moan about things. It was when you watched the film of Cats. Oh, raging. Oh, God. You sent me like a 20 minute video. It was absolutely that. raging. I'm still cross with it. <laughs> That's so valid. We, we all watched that. If it didn't have my face on it, I would happily share that video to Instagram because I was so cross. Maybe if we could just put the audio up because I was fucking furious. I'd had my time wasted. I had to pay for it. Oh, no. spend money on I'm so sorry. And then it was just a piece of shit. It's such a it shame because I genuinely love Cats the Musical. I, I know. Well, the thing is, is Freud hadn't seen either, and we oh. were going to go see um, a very talented performer uh, called Linus Culp in a show called How to Live a Jellical Life, which is like a, a one man show that takes the Mickey out of cats. And Freud hadn't seen any of them, so I was like, "You need to contextualise yourself." Which I was happy to do. <laughs> but it was a lot in one weekend, I think. Huh? <sighs> it was much. much. It was much, you, much. What you need to watch is the stage show recording. I yeah, no, I no she did both. I watched both. Oh, I both. Okay, thank Christ. All right. So at least you I did not like... enjoy the stage show either. I had no clue what was going the fuck on. I think me and probably Danny DeVito watched it quite young. So you, there's there's a nostalgia there, yeah. And you just, I think with the stage show, you can just be like, okay, it's weird, but I'm going along with it. Whereas yeah. in the film, it's like awful. Also, none none of these people can sing, and most of them can't dance, and the the there are cat buttholes. Yeah, and I don't like it. We because we watched it last year during the lockdown, and we yeah. were on, it was us and about three other people. Yeah, like on Zoom while we were all watching it at roughly oh, the same terrible. time. And everyone's face was just a mask of horror throughout the whole thing. I can't remember who made it to the end, because quite a few people didn't. It might just be me and you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the end where fucking they're singing a cat is not a dog thing, and it's just Judy Dench. It goes on for 100 years. Yeah, like It's... it's Awful. Well, the thing with Cats is it's a dance show. It's a dance show that they put some music to, basically. It's not about the musical, because if it was about the musical, there'd be a cohesive storyline. Well, it's exactly because the book of poems. Yeah, exactly. But the songs are good, but it's not meant to have a poem. No. It's more of a concept album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I took most issue with the magical cat. Oh, I know. It's such a shame because Mr. Mistopheles is one, gay, and two, my second favourite song. He's so gay. He's gay. I do feel like Jason Derulo understood the assignment, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was having fun with it. He was um, a very sexual person, cat. Very sexual. Oh, that's the point. Yeah. But I think that's the thing that has, I'd say in the last 18 months, garnered the most rage from me. So valid. That's so valid. But has anybody else, like, have either of you watched anything that's just literally just made you so rageful? I don't know about rageful. There was one, why I brought it up, there was one moment in an otherwise okay film that wound me up. So I had never seen any of the quiet places. Okay. I've seen some. Well, I, and well, they, they were showing the second one at work. In the okay. end, I didn't go see it, so I still haven't seen number two. But they were like, "Borrow the DVD for number one," so I did, and I took it home and watched it with the chef. I thought it was and, actually um, a very good film. Quite it, nice. it is a pretty decent film, but 
A, I, and people made out like it was going to change my life, and it really wasn't that great. It was I like, think you okay. obviously watched it at the point where it had been overhyped. 100%. Sure, but sure. also, so, okay, we all know the plot or the premise of A Quiet Place, oh, even if you haven't seen yeah. the movie. It's a place, it's quiet. If you make a noise, the, the aliens or the monsters, they find you yeah. and will kill you. So we all know the conceit of A Quiet Place, okay? And even if you didn't, you know, the film is a competent film. You would get it in the you first like, 10 minutes. Very quickly, yeah. But so in the opening of the film, the family are at the shop. Outside the shop are a rack of newspapers. And the front page of one of these old newspapers is a big picture of a monster. And the headline is just, it's sound. <laughs> it's sound. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking right, it's sound, John Krasinski. <laughs> I was I was absolutely flabbergasted and I was just shouting about it and then I've moaned about it to everyone who listened to me at work as well. No one cares as much as me, but it's <laughs> sound. It's actually a Guess company what? newspaper and they mean like, no, it's quite sand, yeah? Sand. Yeah, as in like, yeah, sand. It's yeah, proper it's lads, <laughs> that alien that kills people. Absolute, absolute geese. No, but A, first of all, we know it's sound. Don't treat me like I'm stupid, director, prop department, because I will get... The, the dangerous thing is sound by the context clues you put in the story. That's how storytelling works. But also, so they, they made the decision to run the headline, it's sound. And then somebody had to type it up. Someone had to take the picture. They had to sit in an office and put it together. They had to run it through a printing press, which is loud so loud. <laughs> so loud. <laughs> and then they had to load boxes of newspapers into place into a lorry and drive it across the country which again loud 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 um and so that they could then leave them outside a shop i guess if we're benefit of the doubting it you'd assume that when that newspaper was published there was plenty of peeps for the monsters to pick from so maybe it's well, I feel like also as... we live in the 21st century, so it would have spread via Ooh. social media. It's sound because you can send a text true. and Someone it makes doing no a TikTok noise. TikTok trend about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds. Yeah, like doing a quiet dance. <laughs> a quiet dance is yeah. going to be the name of the third film. I quiet just... dance should be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be now. Uh, but I just, I. I, l- I like to understand films and the last thing sometimes a film can be t- so vague that I get confused but I also don't like it when filmmakers treat you like you're stupid but um, you have to remember stupid people do go see films too stupid people people aren't as stupid as you think they are they'll get it oh I, di- I disagree but, and this is uh, okay, because someone you... thought making cats was a good fucking idea and that person was an idiot there are some things you might not get you might not get like when you watch The Matrix that yeah Neo is an allegory for Christ. The film's called A Quiet Place. People will understand that the place is quiet without you. <laughs> Actually, what, what's the tagline for that film? Let's see if they make it even more. It's sound. <laughs> the quiet place. It's, it's sound. sound. And I just, I was annoyed at John Krasinski. And the prop department in that whole film needed firing because also in their home there was a whiteboard where they'd just written survival plan and all that was written on it was like, be quiet. Get underground. So one of the taglines... And that was it. One of the taglines is, uh, if they hear you, they hunt you. 
That's oh, good. Really? That sums it up perfectly. Yeah, that's that, that would have been a good headline on the newspaper. Yeah. Okay. Even if it was like get underground or my question to you, Sharden. Yes. How many people have you had this conversation with before you oh, come to us? Many. <laughs> and how many people have been in camp? Yes, let's get this annoyed about it. No one's been this annoyed, but some people have laughed, and honestly, that's that's <laughs> that's all I care about. If it entertains somebody. That's all I care I, about. I but I just it was I was really I was really on board for this spooky film. And you know when something just takes you so completely yeah, out of the moment. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, at the time I was sat there with my partner and like every twenty minutes or so I'd remember it and I'd go, It's sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's sound. Okay, so what would you say like unpopular opinion time? Okay. What is something that you just really dislike but everybody else does so like for, for instance i'll tell you mine because it's it's genuinely i think could be friendship ruining or at least it was at the time okay was breaking bad oh, oh yeah. that's fair so i gave breaking bad four episodes i watched the first one i was like i'm not really into it but everybody keeps saying it's great i watched the second one still wouldn't get it talked to a couple of people about it they're like it warms up don't worry, you'll get into it. Four episodes in, I was like, you've had all the fucking time I'm willing to give you now. You've wasted my time. I'm not going to let you have any more. You only live once, as Danny pointed out. There. Yeah, so then you went to go and find Matt Smith. Yes, and then I went to go find more time watching it. <laughs> People get so fucking angry with me when I say Breaking Bad just wouldn't give it the time of day. They get so annoyed that I didn't decide to then watch everything, like the whole eight seasons or whatever it is, to then turn around and go, yeah, I didn't really like it. I I get, I mean, I love Breaking Bad, but I, I very much accept it's not for everybody. And it is a slow burner. Yeah, yeah. Um, much like the I, crystal meth that they make. It is a slow burner. And it does annoy me when people... <laughs> A dismissive but you gave it a go yeah. what annoys me is is if you were doing that with something i was so convinced was perfect for you like i do think you'd like breaking bad but like i'm not gonna lose any sleep over it or give you any hassle but if it was something where i was like freud would love this so much and they're just not listening to me mm-hmm. like then i would get frustrated i yeah. have a friend Danny and I have a friend who what, does Ellen? exactly this. Ellen. Yeah, uh, it's Ellen. Quite... Sorry, Ellen. We're going to out you Hi, as Ellen. being this um, person. It will quite often be like, oh, I just don't know. But then, like, we'll happily watch a whole series of Iron Fist, even though everybody agrees it's shit. This but... is a public service announcement. Ellen, listen to the Adventure Zone. <laughs> We've been trying to get you to listen to the adventures over fucking ages. I mean, I'm having that at the moment with sex education because everyone tells me how amazing it is and I'm not feeling it. I'm like four episodes into the first season. Quite like it, but it's yeah, I can get why you wouldn't be. I'll probably I'll probably yeah. catch up with it eventually. I really um, enjoy that show, but I wouldn't be like I think okay, so on the other side, what would really upset me Well if, hang on, uh Danny, do you have anything yeah. um into Freud's first opinion. question. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I hate yeah. Game of Thrones. I hate Game of Thrones. I hate Game of Thrones because, firstly... Did you hate it already before it got problematic? I did not. I, I read the books and I was like, you might have to cut this out because I'm going to talk a little bit about sexual assault. Um, and I liked the books. 
And the I don't know why the showrunners made this decision that there had to be so much rape in the show yeah. that is not in the books. Like Daenerys and Carl Carl Drogo. She's 13 in the books. So that's oh, firstly so that's a big yikes. But even though they can't really communicate, Carl Drogo still gets consent from her before they have sex. But yeah. in the show they were like, we're just gonna make him rape her and then she can fall out rape. And yeah. it, it, that's where things started to go wrong for me. So, like, second episode or whatever, first series. It's disgusting. And I, I hate that they feel the need to put it in because it's some sort of sick power fantasy about seeing these mostly women being subjugated to this act. And there's no need for it. Like, I, I will always, I'm a firm believer in the way that Mad Max Fury Road deals with the subject of sexual assault. Because mm. it's alluded to, and you know that it's this horrible thing that's happened to the women, but it's never shown. And you don't yeah, need but it's still, it's, it still feels extremely powerful and yeah, upsetting. Exactly. But, but yeah. Game of Thrones is just like, we'll just have a really long scene about this. And I'm just sitting there like, what is the point? Why? I, I did stick with Game of Thrones to the end, but I think that's a very valid point. Uh, I'm going to, can I I'll, uh, maybe round off with the thing I hate that everyone else loves? Well, not everyone else, but the culture at large. Um, and that's fucking cars. <laughs> fucking hate cars. Everyone I know. Cars. cars, the franchise, is in the film. Well, the film. The oh, I think films. it's fucking terrible. It is, but I find it not just bad, it's but genuinely harrowing. Yeah, yeah, it's very disconcerting. Like, <laughs> how they anthropomorphise them. It's really bizarre. I'm not a fan. It gives me the willies. I want to know how the cars fuck. (laughs) Fucking hell. I I do have this thing, and it is across the board, and I moan about it, and people get upset about it, but I, in any film or property, I like to know where the humans are, and that doesn't mean it needs to be about humans. Is that because you want to be where the people are? I want to see him driving the cars. I just want to know how this world interacts with my world. If it's a parallel universe, that is fine. If it's about aliens, so we never see a single human, that's fine. At least I know where we are. I think it's Um, because Pixar do Easter eggs in films where there are people which have the cars in those films. And it's like, so... Is that because the characters in those films just yeah. watch the cast films, or because they are in the same universe and everybody's just dealing with self-driving cars and they're happy for it? Like, I get, I, I get just, your qualm. I want to know where the people are. I want to know: is this our world in the future? Our world in the past? Is it a parallel universe? Is it why are there human-sized buildings but cars with teeth? Did they? Eat <laughs> What? I mean, that's a line from The Simpsons, but Milhouse goes, I'm scared of the cars from cars. If gasoline is their food, why do they need tea? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where they are. I find it so upsetting and completely distracting. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's also so insidiously everywhere in the sort of... I'd say worse than Frozen. Cars is fucking everywhere. And I just find it gross. In the second film, there's a Pope car in a Pope mobile car. Which implies a a, a car Christ. It implies a car Christ. Also, the reason there is a Pope mobile with glass walls is that the Pope, there was an assassination t- mm. attempt on the Pope in the past. So that also happened in the Cars mm-hmm. universe. <laughs> Where does it end? I've what? got so Where many questions. This is like how um, in Animal Crossing, 
there's a <laughs> the, when you go the newest one is set on a desert island right what a fucking reference no, in that animal crossing listen listen hear me out <clears throat> you go to your little airport and the little signs have like like no water allowed and stuff like that so which that means implies that 9/11. 911 happened in animal crossing <laughs> so you're joking me yeah so 9-11 definitely happened in the Animal Crossing universe. <laughs> wow. That's how the Animal Crossing Wow. But do you think Hilarious. it's maybe because they're trying to normalise security controls for children? No, they're trying to just make it fun. It's like a funny Easter egg, I suppose. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I, that happens to me when I go to the airport. But it's just like... What a funny Easter egg. <laughs> you experience terrorism too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I had an argument with my uh, Bernadette, who I, who I used to live with, because th- there aren't that many films that fall into this category of I don't know where the people are and therefore it makes me angry. But one of the only other ones is Kung Fu Panda, yes, where they are. seem to live in like a human universe and human society, but they're all different animals. And I am more forgiving of Kung Fu Panda because it is good, oh, whereas yeah. Cars is also just shit but I was moaning the whole film partly for other people's entertainment about why they're wearing people clothes like oh there's like a snake who runs a noodle bar like is this is this the future is it the past what is happening I'm confused um and I was just winding my mate up doing this the whole film and then at the end of the film it's been a good 10 years since I've seen it but like the wise turtle character sort of dies mm. and as he dies he sort of goes up into the air and turns into flowers and they sort of rain <laughs> down and that's it and my mate looked at me when that happened like like waiting for me to say something about it and they're like what do you think of that then turtle turned into flowers and i was like oh no it's a cute moment <laughs> sad sad turtle death and um she was like what? You've been moaning this whole <laughs> film about random shit that doesn't matter, but a turtle turns into flowers. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and I was just like, well, yeah, in the world of, in this weird world that's been set up, yeah, I'll accept that the turtle turns into flowers. It's fine. I'm more annoyed why Kung Fu Panda's wearing human shorts. That's yeah, fun. you just want to know where the seamstresses are. <laughs> How exactly. do they have the dexterity? To create garments. But anyway, my mate was very annoyed that I'd... You'd let that, that one I'd go. gotten so ragey about loads of stuff, but the turtle flower situation... Yeah. ...weren't standing for it. I have to agree with Bernadette in some, you know, some level. You have to at least be consistent with your ire, but I do completely understand where you're coming from because I, too, dislike, well, at least on the cars... Kung Fu Panda I really enjoyed I thought it was a great story and Jack Black can literally do no wrong (laughs) well on that bombshell uh, thank you for listening to Misery Loves Company if you have a tragic story of your own we would love to hear from you you could be a guest on the show like the lovely Danny or if you're feeling shy you could write in and we'll read it out for you of course everything is totally anonymous so don't deprive the world of your cringe and get in touch at miserypodcast at gmail.com uh, I'd also like to do a plug uh, for our friends over at Mudlarks Theatre. They have a play in Southampton uh, very soon on the 6th of October. It's called My Soulmate's Husband's Soulmate. It's a bit Black Mirror and they're a nice local company. So if you live in the vicinity, do check it out and you can buy tickets for their show at uh, Mast Mayflower Studios um, website. 
Our intro music is Zombie Funk by Steve Poloni, the little cutie. And if you perverts want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Misery Loves Cast. We don't expect anybody over the age of 50 is listening, so you definitely need for Facebook. No. <laughs> We've been Chardon and Freuder. Join again in a fortnight. You bring the company and we'll bring the music. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>